It's game time. Spilling tea and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day Tea Podcast with your host, my name, D. Hi, Gay. This is the Game Day Tea Podcast. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, hi, y'all. It's D. Gill. Welcome to another episode of the Game Day Tea Podcast. I missed you all. I want to apologize. I have been out of commission the past week, so I'm traveling, you know, giving me some me time, me time. I know everybody needs that, but I'm back for you, for your time, I guess, for your ears, for your listening pleasure. And if you have missed any of my past episodes, you want to hear uh, some of the great hosts that I've had on my podcast, you can go to Apple, Spotify, type in Outsports and Search the Game Day Tea Podcast, but do not miss any of my other co-podcast hosts, uh, podcasts, they're really, really good. Um, check out my Instagram, social media, The Game Day T, Twitter, all The Game Day T, and personally, D Gill, D-G-I-L-T-M, if you want to reach out to me. I have a special, special Pride podcast for you all. Yes, it's Pride 2020, June. Um, I know Elon Musk tweeted out a tweet about all the corporations and they were all rainbow and was like it's coming yes it's here bitch it's it's prime month and we're excited and i'm excited because i have a a friend referral and it sounds kind of corporate of me but uh, alex shout out to you alex for referring me <laughs> i hate using these corporate terms the eli danielson uh eli welcome to the game day team thank you thank you it's nice to be here Yes, it's nice to hear your voice all the way from Florida. By the way, like, is everything okay with all that Florida? Don't say gay bullshit and all that. <laughs> How's that going on down there? Yeah, no, it's actually kind of crazy. So I do a lot of driving for work. Mm-hmm. And so I drive by a bunch of these billboards and all of them are like, it's okay to say gay or like, we'll say gay. So Oh, <laughs> uh, so y'all yeah. gay gay down there in Florida. <laughs> happened back i know that is pretty unique um you know being out here in the bay area it's just under, you know we say gay when we wake up in the morning it's like alarm clock mm, gay <laughs> like, right. like, that's how much gay is like entrenched out here in the bay area so it's just it's yeah. kind of odd you know moving from georgia and seeing all that stuff and just like gosh the south is really behind and don't even get me started on texas and this abortion stuff anywho <laughs> no politics no politics okay no. <laughs> but I, I I wanted to first start off by letting our audience know a little bit about your sports background. Tell me about you growing up playing sports, what type of sports yeah. you did, and to your college career as well. Yeah, so um, I actually started out running. Um, I started running in sixth grade. Um, we ended up doing a little running club, me and one of my friends. We started running at lunch, okay. like just like I have no idea what got into us we're like you know what we're gonna just go run Mm -hmm. so we started running and ended up doing a running club before school and that kind of transitioned into running cross country Mm -hmm. um i ran yeah (laughs) is now i i like when i was doing cross country we would run without headphones or anything and now i'm like if i do anything more than a mile i have to have something (laughs) something (laughs) i'm listening to yeah um so i did that with my school um from there, I actually started to get a, an injury. So um, ended up doing some swimming as cross training for that. And it ended up developing into uh, a sport that I continued with um, up through my senior year of high school. And then from there, um, going into school, I, I was trying to decide if I wanted to still swim 
um, got some scholarships at some other schools, but uh, ended up going to UC San Diego and walking on to the men's rowing team there. Um, yeah, that was that was a completely different. No, <laughs> I, I, I tried out for the Georgia State University rowing team, and they had my ass up at five o'clock. In, no, excuse me, four thirty mornings to make the practice by five, and I lasted one practice, and that was it. Did you have to wake up early like that, or were y'all like more in the daytime? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, it it was super early. I remember uh, like the introduction meeting to like get everyone together so you can apply to try out or whatever it is yeah um if I remember right that was at like 6 30 and I was like oh my gosh I gotta wake up at 6 30 mm-hmm. I was already frustrated to have 8 a.m so yeah. like why do I get get up earlier <laughs> and the guys on the team were like man wasn't it so good to sleep in mm-hmm. I was like what the heck I think I signed up for the wrong sport <laughs> exactly and if, I, I know what you feel I know what you mean man like I only okay confessional time I really only went out to the rowing team because there was this cute, cute, cute guy on the team. His name was Randolph. Randolph, if you're listening, I don't even know if you knew that or not. But <laughs> you were very cute. And so I tried out for the team because I wanted to hang around you. Typical little, you know, crush stuff. But that didn't last. So <laughs> oh, it's, it's an intense sport to just be hanging around for someone. It is, it is, it is, and that's why D Gill did not. Um, so, but going back to your sports ground, which sport did you like? Kind of like better was it the running, the swimming? What like what, what's going on? Which one? Yeah, so running has always had a special place in my heart. Um, it's the one I started out with. Even now, I'll run, and it's always like kind of brings me back to my roots almost. Okay. Um, but I would say at least as of right now rowing that's the one I so yeah I I keep doing that one um I actually have been getting up around 4 35 o'clock most of the week to go and do that so I'm like every single morning I'm like is this really worth it do I really want to do this but I mean when you look in shape based off your Instagram pictures um we'll we'll plug your Instagram later so all the boys can follow you um um, but yeah it's it's doing a a marvelous job for your physique but um is it is there I know there's like different type of positions and rolling of the coxswain Mm -hmm. and all that are is there a position that you're in or are you just doing just regular rowing yeah so I so in um in school I was in the middle of the boat Mm -hmm. um so in the eight eight man boat there's, um, you know, the eight positions and then the coxswain at the very um, back of the boat. So there I was kind of in the middle. That's more of the like powerhouse, um, powerhouses in the middle. The people with the tempo are up towards the front because everyone's following them. Mm-hmm. And then the people in the uh, back of the boat are usually the lighter people. So it kind of helps set the boat right. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. as of right what was that we're learning something on the game podcast <laughs> right right it, it's so technical so it's really easy to start diving into the technique of rowing but as of right now I just row in a single um a single shell so it's mm-hmm. just me I got both the oars and um, it's uh it's pretty easy to tip over once you get into those smaller boats so see, see you know what you done you done <laughs> lost me right there I I, <laughs> I can't even canoe Eli I, I swear I swear I cannot canoe for whatever it is I, I can 
dance. I can be in the marching band and do splits and do a whole show, dance and play an instrument. I cannot canoe. I get like, or and I'm guessing rowing the way you're describing it because the water, I panic when the water seeks in. I know how to swim, but it's just something about a psychological when that water starts coming in, I'm just thinking I'm going down and I just... <laughs> uh, rolling for my life so shout out to you for being <laughs> yeah it's uh i've had my heart drop i've actually flipped it before Ooh. yeah it's it's the most humbling experience uh-huh. because you're going and you're like you're feeling good you're like your splits are down and everything mm-hmm. and then you'll your oral gets stuck in the water and you'll just flip over and you're you come up you gotta like get your feet out of the boat and everything and you come up and you're like what just happened and then you got to flip the boat back and figure out how to get in the boat and it's yeah do the oars naturally float or do you got to go down there and get your oar when i flipped it they were still in like attached to the boat but it was yeah it was scary so was it scary because you could have did you feel like you were about to drown or Uh, no it's unexpected just yeah, no, it's more disgusting because like my feet were touching the bottom and I'm, I'm rowing here in Florida. And so the first thought in my head was alligators, alligators, Ooh. alligators. <laughs> so Ooh, like, how are you even to- in the water? I see that's what like everybody that really knows me. Know, I can do swimming pools. I can do a little bit of ocean to an extent, mm-hmm. but I can't do lakes and rivers because I don't know. So, ooh, alligators. Yeah. You're so right. They're big down there. Yep. I lived are. in Florida for a while. I, I went to school in Daytona Beach, Florida, at the University. And um, I, I know a whole bunch about that gator stuff. So that's, that's intense. <laughs> but recently, you mm-hmm. started doing triathlon. Yes. Yeah, Tell I did. That. that is badass. <laughs> it, it was so much fun. Um, so I did my first, well, I call it my first one uh, about a month ago. I did one when I was like 10 or something like that on a mountain bike. So I don't, I don't really count that one. Um, <laughs> there's a little introduction to it, but yeah, this, this last month, that was my first triathlon, um, ended up doing a sprint triathlon. So that's the shortest distance because okay. uh, I was not prepared for anything longer. <laughs> I keep it short and sweet. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I think it was really helpful having the running and swimming background. Yeah. Um, it was just the cycling that I'm, I'm a little new to, but okay. hey, it's a, it's an easy one to at least learn. You just got to keep the bike up. Okay, gotcha. That's about my next question. What's the hardest part of the three sports in it? Is it the cycling for you specifically? Yeah, yeah. For me, it was the cycling just because I, I don't know how to go fast on it yet. <laughs> The running, the running, I did track and cross country. So that was fine. Swimming, I used to sprint. So like, that was okay. Um, but cycling, I was just out there pedaling. And there were people just flying by me looking like they were giving no effort. I'm over yeah. here, like trying to go and not going anywhere. That's funny. Which one, uh, is there a particular order? Every single race, is it like mm-hmm. cycling, swim or what? Let me know. Yeah, so it's swim and then biking and then running. So that like okay that transition from the bike to the run is is different because your legs are all jello from the bike and they're used to just spinning like this and you go to run and it's like they want to still follow that motion yeah oh man that is so i bet that's an interesting feeling right there 
Dang. Yeah, I had to practice that one a little yeah. bit. So mm-hmm. would you just go out there and just, is there like, do you practice in swimming pools for the swimming part? Or do you actually like go where these places take place or what? Yeah, so I did a little bit of training in the pool. Um, not not a ton. Actually, as far as swimming and biking, I didn't train that much for those disciplines. Um, but yeah, I did some swimming in the pool. And then I also would go out to the ocean and swim along the, the coast there in the ocean. So I'd oh, go, I'd swim down, yeah. get out of the water, run up to a, a couple of lifeguard towers, and then get back in the water, swim back down and kind okay, of- Okay, they watch the- Eli. You got to make it fun. <laughs> That, that is so cool. So I bet ocean swimming is really interesting, huh? Like totally uh, different. It's a totally different. I don't know from swimming pool. It is. Yeah. How so? It is. It like takes away your momentum with all the waves because in the pool, you can kind of get into your rhythm, push off the wall and, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of get a little bit of a break, but swimming in the ocean, like the waves are just coming over you and every single stroke, it's like you have power for that one stroke and then it just all goes away. And then you got to start again from the next one. So mm-hmm. you can't really be as efficient with it. That is so true because like when you, like when I used to swim too, you just get in that rhythm, but I can imagine mm-hmm. when a wave hits you, it just throws like your brain has to do so much at once. It has to focus on the body mechanics of the swim. It has to mm-hmm. focus on your breathing. It has to focus on your next movement and like reconfigurate like, all right, this is where I was in this stroke. Let me get right mm-hmm. back to it. Meanwhile, another way is coming. Yep. <laughs> so- at, at the same time, you got to make sure you're swimming in the right direction. Because if you oh. kind of get into your rhythm, there's no line at the bottom to yeah. keep you on track so you got to kind of look up and make sure you're headed to the right buoy or or oh whatever so throwing another element there yeah the human body the things that we can do that's really interesting so i'm um, you have swimming goggles like uh so you really mm-hmm. have to like see where you're going too that's interesting okay yeah um it's pride month and yes. i know people we haven't discussed it yet <laughs> i know people are wondering why did i bring in this podcast and we'll mm-hmm. get right into that from the break. Welcome back to the Game Day T. I am your host, D. Gill. I am talking to Eli Danielson, Danielson overall badass athlete. And this is uh, my special Pride Month episode. So, Eli, you talked to me about your sports background and all the sports that you played. When did you start noticing, hmm, I may be a little bit bit different from the other guys I this this guy is attractive to me um and how that line up and coinciding with your sports career yes so um I started to notice that a little bit earlier um in high school probably didn't help being on the swim team um (laughs) does not help um but yeah that that was kind of when I started to figure that out um you know it's it's always a struggle, especially so I, I grew up in a, a Baptist school. Mm-hmm. So that kind of adds another whole layer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to figure everything out all at the same time, even going into college, still trying to figure everything. I mean, shoot, now I'm trying to figure other things. <laughs> <laughs> right. It just, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the time where I started to notice it. And then as I started to get older and kind of, um, understanding myself a little bit more throughout probably even just within the last couple of years is when um, I really come to terms with it and 
been more loving towards myself, have a good support system around me and everything like that. So, yeah, where I get all sentimental real quick. I know, (laughs) right? So when did you come out? What was the Mm -hmm. reaction from friends? What was the reaction from family? Um, And how did that make you feel? And Mm -hmm. um, this is like a multi-part question because I want to get into you. How did you feel pre- coming out was involved in sports and what did that do for you coming out in your sports career? Yeah. So I mean, what was your reaction like first? Let's just start first for friends and family. What was that reaction like? Yeah. So family, it was pretty tough. It was pretty tough to be honest. Um, that was probably one of the harder times in my life was, was kind of that process. And it's honestly, it's like to be completely upfront, still a process, something that we're still working through. Um, as far as with my friends, it helped a little bit kind of, so I made a transition from California to Texas, lived in Texas for a little bit. So Mm kind of having that transition there did help me as far as, you know, starting to tell some people I felt more comfortable with, and then kind of going back, I told a couple of my close friends, um, in high school and just kind of expanded off of that. I'm, I'm more of a, a private person when it comes to that kind of thing. So I'm usually not the person that'll um, go out and just tell someone. But if someone comes in and asks me and I know that they're coming from like a, a more genuine question, then I'll come in and, and tell them because it's I mean, it's a part of who I am. Right. And at first, um, one of the big things for me was I did not want to be the gay fill in the blank. I didn't want to be the gay swimmer, the gay runner, the gay rower, whatever. Um, And and that was something that I struggled with for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I would say now I kind of use that as a little more motivation, like, hey, that's who I am. And I'm still beating all y'all. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think that's so awesome to like hear your struggle with it, to hear you embrace Mm -hmm. it, because there are so many... uh, closeted athletes i'm pretty sure you know some yeah. athletes um and that's fine you know you do right. you right you come out when you want to come out but um yeah. to the more and more people we have like carl nassib and uh, all the soccer players that have come out recently uh to show that it's okay and you actually are really good at your sport you know that's that can be a silent and open role model for a lot of people exactly and that's that's really one of the things that was helpful to me to see some of those athletes that um, really represent that, you know, they're really top-notch athletes that Mm -hmm. at least the things that I know about them, they seem like awesome people. And I feel like that's something that we should always be giving more of a platform to is just being able to have, you know, people that share our sexuality, being able to have those role models in other different type of fields, sports, Mm -hmm. career type paths, um, just to have those kind of role, role models. I, I agree. And, you know, some people, they give the eye roll when they say, oh, it doesn't matter. Why is it, why do you have to bring that up during right. sports? It's sports. We don't care about sexuality. We don't go around saying, hey, I'm a straight volleyball player. I'm a straight football player. Why do you even need to come out? And it's mm-hmm. because from my perspective, I know some people's performance on 
in their sport has affected them dramatically. You know, they haven't been the best athlete they can be because they had this pressure of, oh my God, am I going to be outed to my teammates? What would that, uh, what would that do? Like, and all that added pressure. Did you have any of that or were you okay? Because I've, I've had people on this podcast say, you know, mm-hmm. no, that wasn't an issue for me. I was always a good player. But some people would say, yeah, like I, my performance dramatically changed for the better once I came out. Any, what about you? Um, I don't know if it necessarily per- affected my performance um I would say that there were times that were it would affect my training just because of you know during that transition time where I I just kind of felt lost and like I I didn't know what I was doing and my head was just kind of all involved in what was going on there and I couldn't fully get into the sport that I was in or Mm -hmm. get into the practice and like kind of give my all into something like that because there was more stuff in the background going on that that my mind was focused on so I wasn't able to give the the full attention that I wanted to 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 the sport yeah um I I don't know how you could have focused with uh guys in college speedos at all either so <laughs> I'm just kidding I'm yeah just we'll kidding. throw that one in there too <laughs> yeah yeah but um so that, that's that's really cool to just to hear you know I love I love doing this, Eli. I love talking to athletes and hearing them their stories about coming out and uh, accepting who they are. You know, I haven't had a story, a co- actual live coming out story yet on this podcast, like somebody unveiling that they're coming out. But it's just to hear everybody's different backgrounds and like mm-hmm. uh, what they went through. And it, it sounds like uh, you you were okay, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a full on Hollywood movie production you know like all like traumatic stories and everything (laughs) like that you know uh so i appreciate you uh sharing that with me yeah yeah no definitely and i mean this is kind of like the first public appearance that i've had discussing a topic like this so this isn't something that i've been able to share with with very many people but um you know it's kind of fitting with pride month and everything like that and it just kind of it all fit in in good timing so so let's speak uh, on that why do you think now is a good time for you personally um just from where where I really come from just kind of the progression of going through that really hard time and still having that transition with um some people close to me still getting um, some of that understanding and getting on the same page there, finding some of those boundaries. Um, but also knowing like moving forward that it's it's something that I've accepted personally and it's something that, um, you know, I want to share with other people. And I know um, even recently I've had people that I wouldn't have expected to bring something like this up as far as you know, hearing about people committing suicide because of hardships and things like that. And I know that's um, not something that we hear quite as often now, but it's still something that we do hear, hear about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my story was, it. some of those times were really, really hard and it's not even completely over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that kind of gives a little more um, foothold to stand on as far as being able to share a story like, Hey, I've come through some of these hard times and it's something that I'm still working through. Um, but I'm going to be open about it and sharing that with other people and hoping that they can find some hope and, and knowing that there's other people still going through things like that. I love it. I love it. 
what would uh, what would you tell young Eli, young back to school Eli, <laughs> high school Eli, that's like struggling with these ideas and thoughts uh, and questions? What would you tell him? Um. Well, first, I would tell him to invest in some Amazon stock. Amen. That's the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> Set yourself up. You'll do. You'll be fine moving forward. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Amazon no, that's, for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the. But I mean, on a serious note, for for me personally, I take everything so serious. Like mm-hmm. I, I just get so involved in what it is and. Um, and it's something that I'm still learning to be a little more lighthearted about things like that. Like, yes, this is something that's hard. It's very, um, it's a very core part of who you are, but, um, you know, you don't have to always make it such a serious thing and also talk to someone else about it. That's another thing too, is I kept it pretty private, pretty bottled up. Um, and that's kind of how I process things, but there's definitely room to be able to share that with other people and be able to have um, the opportunity for some more support there. So that's probably the the three things, I guess, that I would tell myself. I love it. I love that. And um, if you're listening to this podcast and you may know somebody that is closeted and they're struggling about whether I should come out or just maybe it's not a topic of coming out, but just probably struggling with their own sexuality, pick up the phone, text, email, whatever the kids do nowadays, Snapchat, <laughs> check on them check on them because uh, like Eli I wish I had someone to you know tell me or talk to me about what I'm feeling what I'm going through and you know I did go to therapy Eli uh, and talked about this stuff but it's nothing like a friend who knows you right you know it's it's nothing like like I admit I you don't tell your therapist everything right you tell your friends yes. everything. <laughs> right. Exactly. right. So just uh, reach out to them. That's what I want you all to do this Pride Month. Um, reach out to them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say, girl, come on out to the closet. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, just check on them and see how they're doing. It's just like, is there anything you want to talk to me about? You know, just whatever. All right. Um, Eli, this has been an awesome, awesome episode. I really, really thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. Um no, thank you. Thank you for having me on. No I, problem. No problem. Thank you, Alex, for setting this up together. I, I, I really owe you. Uh, if people want to get in contact with you, let you know about the episode, how good it was, and uh, want to get to know, know you better or say anything like that, how can, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, I would say on Instagram. So my Instagram is at yourboyeli88. All right. Uh, hit him up check them pics out i don't know i don't know if you're taking it or not so let me not say that but um, <laughs> but, uh, but you will see pretty pretty badass some badass uh photos of athletes you know the the usual athlete but um no. uh, eli thank you so much and uh i always end my episodes with be true be you and be fierce and you really really exemplify that so uh thank you for being a pillar for my little bottle <laughs> no no thank you i and i appreciate what you're doing here you know bringing um a platform for people to speak and being able to to just kind of share this with with other people so i i love it thank you oh you're welcome <laughs> you're so kind uh all right everyone have a safe pride you know don't overdo it 
Get your little twerk on, get your, your little turn up on, but don't overdo it. <laughs> don't be that gay, okay? <laughs> Everybody, happy Friday.